Hi, my name is Pete McCall, and welcome to this episode of the All About Fitness Podcast. That voice you heard in the beginning is one of this episode's guests, and I have two guests for this episode, and that voice belonged to Matt Lombardi. I'll get into the full introduction for Matt in a moment, but it's interesting. Recently, like a lot of people, I'm sure, I signed up for Disney+. Plus. I have two kids in school, and, and Disney+, Plus just makes a lot of sense. Plus, at my, at my place, my apartment, I cut the cord. I finally cut the cord. I've been wanting to do it for a while. I got rid of the cable box, but I have Netflix, I have Amazon Prime, and now I have the Disney+, Plus, Hulu, and ESPN package. And plus, I think I just signed up for Apple TV, too. Anyway, I'm still saving a lot of money, but I'm getting used to these new services. My kids were, were with me the other day, and we were playing around at Disney+, Plus, and I found that Disney+, Plus has Schoolhouse Rock. Because remember, Schoolhouse Rock was produced by ABC, and Disney owns ABC. And I have to tell you, that was so much fun. I was showing, my kids thought I was a dork, though, and they didn't really get it. And the cartoons, well, if you haven't seen a Schoolhouse Rock cartoon in a number of years, go back and watch the Schoolhouse Rock. You can find them on YouTube, and you're like, yeah, they're definitely a product of the 70s. But one of the ones I remember from being a young kid is necessity is a mother of invention necessity being the mother of invention and i try to explain that to my kids that that we need we things get invented because people realize they need something to make their life more useful yes horses were great for pulling a pulling a carriage around but cars made it so much more convenient yes a train could get you from one side of the country in a few days but planes made it so much more convenient yes you could do your homework on a with a piece of paper and a pencil but computer you get the idea necessity is a mother of invention well, recently, there's been a couple changes in the law, and there's been a need to, to, to take care of the aging body. And that's one of the themes of this podcast, right? Is this podcast, I'm fo- almost 48 years old. I'm turning 48 over the summer, and I don't want to slow down. I mountain bike, I lift weights, I still, well, normally my job is I travel around the world teaching fitness workshops. Haven't done that for a few months, though. Point being is I do this podcast because I want to give you the information for how to use exercise to manage the aging process. One way to do that is managing the aches and pains that come with aging. One of the things that's now new on the market, been blowing up the last two or three years, and you'll understand a little bit more about that during this episode, is from the use of CBD. CBD products, CBD pills, CBD oils, CBD treatments. CBD is a derivative of the cannabis plant from hemp or from marijuana. On this episode, Matt Lombardi, who you heard right there in the beginning, Matt Lombardi and his friend Kevin Moran were both professional athletes. They both played collegiate sports at Boston College. They didn't play the same sport, and they were there a few years apart. They both grew up in the Boston area. Now, a little side note. The interesting thing is that Matt was a hockey player, and he trained with Mike Boyle when he was a kid growing up. And I've had Mike Boyle on the show a couple times as a guest on the podcast a couple times. Mike is one of the top strength coaches in the country. He runs a great program. So I asked, a little bit of, I asked my, Matt a couple questions about what it was like being a kid training with Mike. A little side note there. And then Kevin Moran is the other guest. He's the other founder. He and Matt founded a company called Beam, which produces CBD. Their website is beamtlc.com. But Kevin trained with Eric Cressy, and Eric Cressy used to be in business with Tony Gentilcord. And Tony's a buddy of mine from when I lived in Boston back in the mid-2000s. And I asked him, I asked both these guys what it was like to train with previous guests of All About Fitness. That's a little side note. That's me being geeky. What you're about to hear are two guys who are just lifelong athletes. Now that they're no longer playing professional sports, 
when Matt or when Matt graduated from BC, he played a little bit. He was uh, with the New Jersey Devils and both the both New Jersey Devils and Pittsburgh Penguins. He was with their organizations playing minor league hockey for a few years before injury decided help decided he decided to do the injury he wanted to focus on career. And same thing with Kevin. Kevin got drafted out of college by the White Sox. He played uh, played pro baseball for a few years, but injuries caused him to change his direction in life. Those guys bumped into each other a few years later. And they decided, well, they found they both still love to train. They train hard. One, I think Matt trains for Ironman competitions. They both uh, train for the Boston Marathon. They do CrossFit. And they got the idea. They were starting to read about CBD and learn about CBD. And why not make a CBD company for specifically for guys like them, guys like us, people like us, people that are maybe a couple years older but want to train just like they did when they're in their early 20s. And that's exactly what we talk about on this episode of All About Fitness. If you like All About Fitness and you want to support the podcast, there's a great way to do it and you're going to learn a lot. I don't want to give you I don't want to ask for something in exchange and not give you anything. You get these great podcasts, but on July 7th I am doing a virtual workshop, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time. There'll be a link down below in the show notes. It's called Glute Reboot. It's with my good friend and colleague Abby Apple. Abby and I are both master trainers for Core Health and Fitness. We both we did this we did this last year at a fitness convention. I think we had 200 people in the workshop. But it's how to train your glutes, the hip extensors, the tailbone, the caboose, whatever you want to call it. It's one of the most important muscles in our body. And a lot of times, from what I've seen in the gym, people just don't train it the most efficient way possible. The muscle has a lot of little idiosyncrasies to it. And that's exactly what Abby and I do. It's going to be a little bit more than an hour. It's going to be a live online webinar. If you miss it on July 7th, I'll have a recording of it available on my website, PeteMcCallFitness.com. You go to PeteMcCallFitness.com, go to my work, workouts and workshops, and it'll be there. It'll be available. I think we're pricing it right at $25. If you're a fitness professional, there are CECs that you can use towards your certification. Even if you're not a fitness professional and you want to learn about how to train your glutes, it's a great opportunity to do that. And I'm going to be scheduling other workshops coming up, virtual workshops. I'm going to be doing another workshop again on dynamic anatomy. I'll be doing a separate workshop on core training. And I am finishing up. I'm so excited about this next program. This is actually a whole workout program. It's an ebook, workout program, everything about how to use exercise to find your fountain of youth. That's right. Exercise can slow down the aging process. And I'm coming out with a program that will teach you how to do that. And I'll be holding a couple webinars to kind of go through the science on that. A little bit separately, but all that, you know, I don't want to put, put this podcast behind a paywall, but if you love the podcast, if you like what you're learning, I'm going to be having content available for you that will teach you all about fitness. I mean, that's why I named the, the, that's why I named the podcast about this. What I do is I, I'm a teacher. I work for different companies. I used to work for the American council on exercise certification, and I teach personal trainers how to be personal trainers. And what I want to do is teach you how to use fitness to enhance your quality of life. So that's how you can support the podcast. Check down below in the show notes for the information on my glute reboot workshop or any other workshops I'll be offering. Now let's get back to this interview. This is a fun interview. Now keep in mind that this we, we recorded this back actually in early March, right before all the COVID stuff shut down. And I kind of put this on the table because I was trying to get a few other, I, want, I don't like just doing one company like this. I have another, I've, yeah, I try to put together a couple things. So you'll be here, might be hearing another podcast or two coming up on this topic in the very near future. But when I, when their PR person reached out to me and I saw that Matt and Kevin had a background in professional sports, one of the things I want to do on this podcast is talk to former pro athletes about how they're training now that they're no longer playing sports. 
So this is a fascinating conversation. Two buddies, really, they saw a need out there, right? Necessity is a mother of invention. They saw a need. They created a company. So we're going to talk about the benefits of CBD. We're going to talk about how to adapt our exercise as we get a little bit older. And we're going to talk about how to create a brand new product and to create a new brand all from scratch with Matt Lombardi and Kevin Moran from BeamTLC.com. I'm Pete McCall from All About Fitness. Today, I'm on the phone with uh, Kevin and Matt from Beam. Guys, how are you doing today? Doing great. How are you? I am doing well. And, and real quick, just to give listeners a quick overview, um, you know, we're kind of talking a little bit before I hit the record button. Give us a little bit about your background, and we'll talk a little bit about what Beam is first. But if you, if you wouldn't mind, uh, each of you, uh, Kevin and Matt, I know you both play different sports, but give us a little bit of, uh, little bit of uh, your background, your, your sports and, and athletic background. Yeah, I guess I'll start first. This is Kevin. Um, I grew up here in Massachusetts, actually in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And um, my baseball background is a little bit interesting. I didn't think that I was um, necessarily going to play too much. But I long, very long story short, ended up going to the showcase when I was in high school. And I didn't know if I, knew, if I threw 70 miles an hour or 90. And um, ended up throwing closer to 90. And my life kind of changed overnight. And I ended up getting recruited um, really, really quickly by bunch of uh d1 schools and ended up going to to boston college and then from there you know i wasn't necessarily sure you know i was kind of just happy to be there and lived in the moment i wasn't really sure what was gonna you know how that was gonna kind of continue but just kept getting stronger and working harder then ended up uh getting drafted my junior year of college uh, in the ninth round by the chicago white Sox. um and decided to sign and then Played professionally for a handful of years. Um, unfortunately, I, I had to stop playing a little bit sooner than I initially thought. I had pretty much every major baseball injury you can have. I blew out my knee. I had Tommy John surgery. I took my rotator cuff and my labrum and my shoulder. Um, so that was uh, the beginning of the end. But wait, Kevin, I thought playing sports was supposed to be good for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think anything uh, <laughs> anything in excess is bad, right? Yeah. All right, Matt, what, what's your athletic background? Yeah, so similar to Kevin, uh, I grew up in the Boston area, um, grew up uh, wanting to always play um, hockey at BC, just, you know, going to the Beanpot games, and um, obviously there's four schools, BU, BC, Harvard, Northeastern, and uh, I was an Eagle fan uh, growing up, and I was fortunate enough to go to BC and play, obviously where I met Kevin. Um, I played in the minors for a little bit after with the Devils and the Penguins, um, and my last year playing, I got clocked in the head pretty good and had a pretty bad concussion. Um, and then I just decided to, to move on from hockey after that, given how long I was out and the symptoms I was having. Um, but, you know, and then Kevin and I, uh, we overlapped an apartment building really quick. We didn't really keep in touch. We we're more just friends and acquaintances at school. Um, obviously have mutual friends. But we overlapped in an apartment building about five years ago or so, and just became best friends pretty quickly. And um, Beam was born. Now, yeah, now have Beam had a baby. There's more that goes into that, but uh, we we have a Beam baby now. Yeah. yeah. Well, real quick, I want to. I didn't even think about this. You know, did either of you guys ever train with uh, Mike Boyle out in uh, Woburn? I did when I was younger, um, before college. Uh, Body by Boyle, I, I did that, and then um, I did, yeah. I, I trained with Joe Cressy out, and uh, he's I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he's okay. Yeah, no, I, I've had Tony General Car. I've had both Mike and, and Tony wow. on as guests of the podcast. So, so real quick, and I know this is not why we're talking, but since I've had them on as guests, 
What was it like, Matt, to work in Body by Boyle with, with uh, Mike as, as a coach, especially as, as a high school kid? And how do you yeah. think that helped prepare you for, for playing college sports? Uh, it's a great question. Actually, you know, I did that. I think I started when I was in middle school with him. So obviously way, way, way back. Um, and at that age, and at that you know, point, it's just really just getting fundamentals, technique, and just being educated about it, um, you know, training smart at that age. Um, but, you know, like Mike and, and, you know, then I, my last few years playing, I trained with Brian McDonough down in EPS in Foxborough. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Um, it's really just being around, you know, the experts in the space and just learning from them. So the, I would say, you know, all workouts are really what you make of them in terms of your, you know, your effort and what you put into it and recovering. But I think just like the net of it was, you know, getting around to be, you know, some of the best people in their craft and getting to learn with them. And a lot of, well, I know what Kevin's learned too through baseball. His training is stuff that we, you know, use today. Use today. Yeah. And then with that, I mean, what was it like training at, at, at Cressy's? And was was Tony there? Tony Gentlecore there when you were there? Tony was there. Yeah. Him, Tony, and Eric and Pete, obviously from a business perspective. But Tony, they were definitely big influences on me when I so I started training there. Um, I mean, man, they they've done such an incredible job with their business where it is today. You know, it was a lot smaller when I was there. Gosh, probably ten years ago now. And um, Eric was, was just emerging as kind of the expert in the field. And I learned, you know, unfortunately, you know, some of the baseball injuries I had were really things that, you know, you couldn't really, um, injury prevention around, but, um, <clears throat> they taught me a lot. I gained, I went from throwing, you know, probably in the low to mid nineties. So I hit 97 a few times when I was playing professional baseball. Um, so I definitely gained a lot of mass and just learned how to take care of my body. Um, it's similar to what Matt said, they're such experts and, um, they're so dedicated and diligent with their craft that I, there's really nobody else to learn from. I think outside of my experience with baseball and, you know, how they helped me stay fit and get stronger and all those things playing, I think the lessons I learned from I, training with them, I actually use more so today in my own training and the way I, I view my body. Well, and then as we get into talking more about Beam, I mean, just for listeners, I mean, Mike Boyle is like, I mean, he's probably like an institution of strength and conditioning in Boston. And Eric Cressy, I don't know if you're aware of this, Kevin, but Eric is now the head of S&C for the Yankees. Um, I saw, yeah, and I saw Matt Blake was there too. He's, I believe, I think he's the pitching coach now. Um, he was he was running basically the, the pitching side of their business too, and they were very early on when I started. But such a cool testament, right, to hard work and um, just yeah. kind of – Putting in the hours and the time. It's really cool to see. And that and that kind of brings it to the question. I mean, the whole idea of strength and conditioning is you're trying to keep your body from getting injured when you're playing a sport. How beat up do you get when you're playing hot? You know, how beat up do you get when you're playing hockey, Matt? I mean, I know that's a very physical sport, but man, I mean, especially playing, you know, for, for a top level school like BC, you must just, your body must, must take a pounding. It, it does. Um, you know, again, like a lot of sports, but hockey in particular, you know, it's a very physical game. Um, there, I mean, there's still stuff that I would say before beam, we're still, it's part of, you know, my side of the story, just like my, uh, Eureka moments with CBD. We can talk about that, but you know, just my, you know, all the leg exercises and things like that. I used to just get really bad tendonitis in my knees and it would, you know, prohibit me and kind of linger since I've stopped playing and old ankle injuries. And then obviously the concussion, um, you know, I had symptoms and, you know, I was dealing with that for quite some time after I stopped playing. So you do, you, you take a beating and, um, you know, such is, you know, the nature of the sport. Um, but I think it's, uh, it definitely is an element, you know, and there's so much more now being done around just player safety and a lot of across all leagues, but, uh, it's definitely a physical sport. 
And how about you, Kevin? I mean, you, if you had the surgery, if you blood a knee, I mean, man, you must have just been hobbling around sometimes. Yeah, I kind of had a tough run. I had Tommy John first. I mean, baseball, I was a closing pitcher too, so I was a reliever. And, um, I, pitch, I pitched quite a bit um, and often. So um, it just wears on you. You know, throwing downhill like that is such an unnatural mo- movement. I have some some just insane photos of myself, the arm position that I'm in. Um, so I'm not surprised that my elbow did what it did. And the, the knee was kind of a freak accident. I just, I slipped and it, uh, that, that was just unfortunate. But, um, after I had Tommy John, I was kind of made of glass moving, moving forward after that, in my knee. And then I think ultimately I, I think I tore my rotator cuff and labrum because of, um, maybe subconsciously throwing just, you know, a, a micro, a little bit different than I initially was, you know, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with pitchers doing that, but subconsciously just to kind of protect themselves, I do that. So I think ultimately that's what kind of led to my demise, if you will. Oh, you know, I did my uh, postgraduate work in, in biomechanics and that was the one thing we looked at. We looked at the pitching technique quite a bit because it's a very repetitive motion and you know, a little thing like an ankle injury or knee injury can actually cause you, you'll use your shoulder more than your hip and cause that type of shoulder injury. I mean, that's not, that totally makes sense. Was you, are you a right-handed pitcher? I'm a right-handed, right-handed pitcher too. Yeah. And actually one of the things that Eric, I remember this always kind of stuck with me, blew me away is he would never have me stretch because my joints were so lax, um, which I think was a gift and a curse too, where I was able to, I don't know if you, you guys would know much better than me, but the torque or whatever I was doing with my arm, my joints, I was fortunate enough to be able to create that, that kind of whip, I guess, if you will. But at the same time, he is, he also was like, you know, you're, you of all people don't need to be stretching. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of debate in the, in the, in literature about whether or not to stretch. So when you do pain management, what type of, uh, what, what is the term, the common, what has been the common protocol for pain management? Like you get done with a game, you get done whether you're throwing or, or playing on the ice. What do you usually do? I mean, do you ice down? Do you take painkillers? Like how do you, how do you yeah. manage the, the, the way your body gets beat up? I can start with baseball. So, you know, when I think Matt kind of alluded to hockey and a lot of the changes that are being done in that league, but when I was playing baseball, things were just slowly, slowly changing where people were um, starting to do more active recovery and not necessarily icing. But um, I was always a big fan of icing. And I was also, you know, we can get into the value of CBD, but I was like a four or five Advil before pitching type of guy. My arm was so messed up sometimes. Um, But I would, Actually, you know, when I, when I went to the White Sox, they didn't even have an icing protocol. So really? and I always loved ice. I just I didn't see that there was a reason not to. And it also just helped me kind of relax. But the White Sox had this shoulder routine that they had us do with, um, with really light weights um, to flush out the system. Huh. Um, but I was personally a, a big fan of icing. And how about you, Matt? Did you have any type of like? Cause, as I know, athletes. I mean, we can sometimes be very suspicious about our whole what, or not suspicious, superstitious. I left that <laughs> syllable there. We can sometimes be superstitious about our pregame, our postgame. Did you? What, did you do anything specific for pain management? Yeah, we um, a lot of ice baths. Ice baths. Um, <clears throat> we with our strength coach Russ at BC, we would do a lot of stretching and. and work with bands just like on our hips, our groins, our shoulders. Um, and a lot of it really just being like, you know, activating and working on the small muscle groups. Cause a lot of times those get overlooked and they can lead to injuries. You know, a lot of the shoulder work we would do is just, be, you know, we're benching, we're doing a lot of stuff. You can get internally rotated again. So like when you get hit to the boards and things like that, you're a little bit more prone to shoulder injuries and dislocations and separations. And so we would do pretty much on a daily basis, um, you know, simple band work just to get better posture with their shoulders 
a lot of ice baths. We had a stretching routine, a partner stretch routine that we would do, um, you know, after every, every workout, every practice, every I game. I mean, my life was kind of focused around that. Especially yeah. as, I was, as I was playing professional baseball, all I thought about was probably too, probably too much was how I could recover better and just be more prepared. And, and, yet, and, and that's the thing. Sorry to cut in there, but, but recovery, I mean, we now understand a lot more about the science of recovery, which gets us into what, why you guys, what BEAM is and why you guys are doing that. So talk a little bit about what, you know, how you guys connected on that and what CBD is. <coughs> yeah. So, sorry, I'm joking. You go ahead. Sure. I don't know what you're going to say, but. <laughs> <laughs> I just so, took, a, took a wrong sip of water there. Um, so. We start, I guess it's just important to connect back, like why, you know, how and why we started Beam. You know, it's somewhat connected to some lingering things from sports, but also just, you know, as, as former athletes, you know, we still try to be athletic to some degree. You know, Kevin's done a ton of Ironmans with his now wife. Um, we did the Boston Marathon about three years ago, or two marathons ago, which is connected to how we started Beam. And we're both, you know, avid CrossFitters and just, you know, I would say pushing ourselves pretty, pretty aggressively still in the gym and, and, our wellness and things like that. And with that, you know, we still were carrying, you know, I just, like I mentioned earlier, just like tendonitis to my knees, old ankle injuries. Um, I still think sometimes if I get a headache, it's a symptom from having concussions. Um, <clears throat> Kevin's dealt with awful, awful, awful migraines. And we started to read about CBD, just given our, our passions, our interests and our wellness and wanting to always improve. And we, given we're, you know, athletes at college professionally used to be drug tested. So we're also a little standoffish as consumers. We're just wondering what the heck is this stuff? Does it get you high? Really we're confused by it. And I'd say the cliff notes of all of it was we over time started to try a few different products, found that some were helpful, found that some weren't, um, and just realized that there's, there really are very, very powerful health benefits in a lot of ways, um, you know, through the power of cannabinoids or CBD in particular. And, you know, really started to dive into that and understand that. And how does it work within the body? And um, yeah, yeah, we just started to, to read more about it too and really understand what it was. And I think from that point, being athletic, being athletes, we saw uh, that there was definitely an athletic application that was being missed by by athletes and by the, the wider market. And then the last thing is that we just, from a brand perspective, we, we didn't think that there was anyone that was that had created a brand that was built around a lot of our core values of transparency, honesty, compassion, uh, and kind of fuse that beautiful brand and that message with a great product or products. Well, let's, let's well, let me take a step back because recently didn't, I mean, how long has Massachusetts had uh, medical, you know, has had access to medical cannabis? Because I think they've, Massachusetts had had access to it for a while. So it was something already on the market, correct? So THC and CBD are really just two different things. Both cannabis. Uh, both so I guess just a quick CBD 101. So you have the cannabis, and we'll simplify this too. So you have the cannabis family of plants. Within that, you have hemp and you have marijuana, um, just to classify those easily. And then, you know, within both of those plants, they both have a ton of what are called cannabinoids, just different compounds inside the plant. Um, all of our products are derived from hemp. Uh, but when you extract the oil, there's massive or higher amounts of THC and marijuana. And that's the, the cannabinoid that, gives you a high or psychoactive effect. And there's, you know, pretty much the opposite in hemp where there's massive amounts of CBD and very, very, very trace amounts of THC. Uh, but also too, just with THC, with um, dispensaries and all these different things, it's actually, it's so regulated um, to a degree. It's, you know, potentially I would say easier to start 
a dispensary or company to teach you just because there's, there's like a blueprint. It's not easy in the sense of getting permits and following all the things, but there's a structure to it and it's regulated with CBD. It's just, it's like this wild, wild West. And and reason is because what Matt said initially is, uh, the, the cannabis category as a whole, right? Hemp and marijuana are both part of that category. The general public and the way that the laws were written in this country for some time at the state level was that cannabis was a Schedule One controlled substance. Not they didn't delineate between the two forms. Um, so then, you know, medical marijuana started to come out and the application for that, and there was a process that was put in place to start one of those companies. And um, CBD just kind of continued to be left uh, in this gray area of hey, what's what is this? No one really knows. Um, so I, I would we would definitely say that it's it's easier to start a medical marijuana company today than a CBD one. Well, isn't it wasn't it the farm bill? Wasn't there a recent farm bill that that made hemp manufacturing that changed the rules around hemp manufacturing? Isn't that why we've all of a sudden had an explosion of of CBD products and CBD companies? Yeah, to, to a degree. Um, there's still some kind of some grayness in there, and we could talk really for hours on the complexity of what that is, and you know, kind of the the trickle down effect from a business perspective that that's created, but. Uh, high, higher level, y- yes, it, it, widely it did, would be the best way to put it. And, and how would you quickly, I mean, and because I, I wrote an article, I was actually pitching one of the fitness industry associations, I was pitching them on an article to let me do an article about about cannabis and about, about whether or not how it affects the body's response to exercise. And so mm-hmm. when I was doing the research on it, I wasn't aware that there was a whole cannabinol, I'm not even going to pronounce it right, but a cannabinol receptor system in the body. And what yeah. exactly, I mean, what did you guys learn about that and why is that so important? So we've learned, and I'll touch on this and then maybe you can take a piece of that, but we've, we've learned, I mean, that's essentially the operating system for our body to a degree. And, um, the endocannabinoid system. Yeah, or endo, yeah, yeah. For sure. So um, think of that system, and this is trivializing it to a degree, but think of that system um, as almost like the connection between your brain and your body, right? And when you're out of whack, you've had a tough day at work, you've had a really tough workout, whatever's going on in your life, over time, those connections become frayed and broken. And when they're broken, you lead to at least some anxiety, insomnia, chronic inflammation, pain, all these things that the general population is dealing with on a daily basis. And what's so beautiful and powerful about CBD is high quality CBD is that it has the exact same cannabinoid receptors in it that we have in our body. So when you take that CBD oil or you know, be a powder or whatever other form or, or application you're taking it, it basically bring it refires those endocannabinoid receptors in your body. So it's bringing your body back into balance or homeostasis. So when you're in a state of homeostasis, you're going to feel a little bit less anxiety. You might sleep a little bit deeper. Uh, your knee might feel a little bit better. That's why a lot of times customers say to us, you know, how is this helping me ease my anxiety a bit and also helping me sleep a little bit deeper? And it's the short answer to it is when your body is in the state of mind or the place that it should be at at given point of the day, everything's going to work a little bit better. It's almost think of it like premium engine oil for your body. Well, and that's the way I understand it is, you know, these receptors of the EC, you know, the, the endocannabinoid system is it really helps. It works, interacts with our nervous system. So we have the pain management system. We have the anxiety and all those, all those little triggers there. And so that's been the fascinating thing about CBD is it seems to work with that to release that. And what type of products does, does being produce that can affect, I mean, does the same product work on sleep that works on anxiety that works on pain? Yeah, it's a good question. So when we first launched, we had a topical and we had um, our CBD oil in a tincture. So an oral um, 
oral ingestible. And what we found was it was just CBD and, and it can, and that's, what's interesting. We found, you know, we're trying to explain this to people and it, it is confusing. It's kind of like, wait, so this will help me with my sleep. And then you're telling me this can also help me with brain fog and focus in the morning. And then if I'm stressed, it can help me. And if I have, you know, inflammation, I'm sore from workouts, it'll help me. And the idea is again, cause you have all these different, you know, neurotransmitters and stressors and things going on in our body that, it's just aiding in that. So obviously when your body, when you're going to sleep, your body goes through a process to get into a deep sleep or into a REM cycle. And um, it, again, like Kevin said, I think of it as just aiding in your body's ability to do that the way that it should be, um, you know, because we're not always firing optimally. And what's really interesting and what we found, as I mentioned, you know, when we just started with an oil, for example, we had so many people using it for so many different things, given the, you know, the things that we just talked about and um, what we really have leaned into heavily, I would say the end of Q4 and into Q1 and, and as we continue is that, you know, we find, okay, so, you know, a large amount of people are coming and saying, you know, they love our oil to help them with sleep. And then we have other people who are saying, I love this with my inflammation, others with stress and anxiety. And then others, you know, I love to add this in my coffee to give me you know, a little extra focus. And so what we've done, um, I would even say coming up a level really is when you look at all these things, we think like beam really is just helping people be better at whatever it is that they do um, through these different ways. And, you know, ultimately we're really impacting people's performance. And, you know, if these certain functions and pain points are, you know, impacting performance, how do we really drive a uh, product to support that? And so for example, you know, we launched dream, which is our nighttime product and it takes our CBD, but then it stacks it with melatonin, reishi, magnesium, and alphenine to really be a specific purpose-driven product to really focus on sleep and give you a quality night's sleep. Uh, we just released a product called Revive, which is a capsule, and it, it's all about inflammation. So it combines our CBD, which I was already helping, and then stacks it with a handful of other antioxidants, anti-inflammatories to really help with that specific thing. Um, so that's what's so interesting about CBD is people are using it for so many different things. And we found that we can really serve them better by creating these unique stacks of ingredients uh, along with CBD. Well, and I found that the, I, last year I picked up, I banged up my knee. I was doing, uh, I was working on one of those uh, training rigs and I was doing uh, like, try, I was getting a little cocky and was going, skipping a bar, doing the monkey mm-hmm. bars. And I slipped and came down and banged my knee on the way down. And I picked up somebody, a friend recommended some CBD uh, ointment. And it really, man, I have to, I have to say, I was surprised and how yeah. well it worked. So as as both as as beat up as you guys been, and you still do CrossFit, and, and I forget which one of you trains for for triathlons. How does it help you guys get through your workouts and get through your day? So I can I can take the first one. This is Kevin. I've done I've done the the Ironmans, but for me, one of the one of the most. So there's all sorts of things, right? The sleep is 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 great, and it's been a, a massive game changer for me, um, and the ability to recover. But the one that's made the most profound impact on my life is I, I think Matt alluded to this earlier. I, I've been a chronic migraine sufferer for years and um, really not just a, you know, a bad headache, but if I, they used to come to me after I would do a hard crossfit workout or a hard run about two hours after it, I would get this kind of like aura vision and uh, basically would not be able to see straight for about 24 hours and just like in bed lights off were horrible. I saw multiple neurologists. I had, MRI in my brain. I had all sorts of stuff going on to figure out what it was and no one could really figure it out. Um, personally, I think that there was like, you know, stress and other lifestyle factors that pr- probably went into it and that's what was causing them. But where I'm going with this is since we figured out a way to source bean, um, I've had one, I used, I used to get them, I'd say almost every month or every other month. And I've had one in about almost 
two, about two years now. Um, so, you know, that's as terms of recovery, not just recovery, but just overall quality of life, right? Not just for athletics, but that's, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't go on without it, to be candid. Well, and one thing I've heard about, I've heard this in other interviews, is with like professional football players that mm-hmm. CBD helps with post-concussion syndrome. Do you feel it's mm-hmm. helped, you, helped you, Matt? Uh, I do. I do. I do feel some cognitive benefit. I mean, I'm so removed from my concussion. Um, you know, that was several, several years ago now. You know, I am concerned just about like the long-term potential effects with that. Um, and so I do find benefit with that, that I, I just feel like I have um, more clarity in my, in my head at times. Um, but I think for me with regards to working on trainings, just, you know, I mentioned again, I've had, you know, multiple ankle injuries and, and my knees have been bugging me. Like when you started training for the marathon, I almost stopped just because it was so hard on my knees, the inflammation and just the tendonitis I was getting. And, um, you know, that's right when we started to source beam and just started to really see this impact. And so for me and some of these new products that we just launched, like revive and this new topical, um, I'm in better shape than I've ever mm-hmm. been. You know, I'd say feel better and feel better. Yeah. yeah. And not, you know, I'm beating my body up, but I'm recovering really well and I'm able to do stuff that I really couldn't, I wasn't doing for, you know, the five or six years post hockey. And it's, you know, I think like back, you know, I'm 32 now and I was in college and I was, you know, a professional hockey player, like I'm lifting heavier, I'm more fit, I have better endurance, um, than I was when I was a 22 year old. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, Again, a lot of that is just like an aiding in my process of recovery and, and just managing inflammation, the aches and pains that used to prohibit me um, really just aren't factors for me. So for me, that's that's life changing for me. And that's and that's pretty. I mean, I've heard that various. I've heard that you know anecdotally from from people, right? That you know yeah. a, people in their late thirties and forties when they start taking these products, mainly from people in gyms I've worked in or work out in, they really claim they feel a lot better. And just an interesting side note here in California, since um, THC and cannabis went legal. More and more of my peers are you know, they're drinking less less alcohol, much less alcohol, and they're using more like THC and cannabis. And, you know, as opposed to, instead of having a glass of wine at night, they might have half a gummy at night. But that's a whole different conversation yeah, in, in of itself, right? Have Have you seen that anecdotally? Have you heard of that? Like in Massachusetts, oh, oh, oh. now that it's become more legal, now it's be- recreational has become legal in Massachusetts. More and more, yeah. And I would also say this. So none of our products have any THC in them. We test them all at three independent labs before they get to market. Um, and not that we're, and the reason why I say that is not that we're anti-THC by any means. I think there's a lot of really good health benefits for THC to the point you just made. Um, we just thought that it was a wider market for athletics. A lot of the athletes that we partner with um, obviously can't fail a drug test for THC, which as a sidebar, I think that'll soon be coming out of all of these sports, which you've seen with some of the major sports. But yeah, at oh, the yeah. moment at the moment can't fail a drug test for THC. So it was always kind of crucial to the brand. And also a lot of our thesis is that, you know, a, a parent doesn't want a bottle of CBD with trace amounts of cannabinoid THC in it, you know, lying around with their, with their children walking around. So it's always just been core to our thesis to have broad spectrum CBD oil with, without even trace amounts of THC. But, um, the reason why I got into all that is none of our products have THC. We're not anti-THC, but there is really, really great benefits to it. As well. well, there's there's there are two specific different products. I just and, you know the point is right. that we're becoming more. I think people are becoming more aware of the benefits of, of CBD. You know, as mm-hmm. as kind of I think that's one of the sign things as as states you know have that debate about recreational to become more aware of it. Now, a major question you've met you referenced one or two times of where you source. Where do you guys get the hemp that you use for your products? So we get it from a couple of different places. It's all, it's all based in the United States. Um, 
it took us a long time to to kind of build and find those relationships so we don't go too deep into it but they're all in the u.s from a couple different spots okay so i live in san diego so they're not coming up through san diego they're not coming across i'm I'm kidding of course yeah they're not they're not being mailed across the border no but you have you have like legitimate sources that obviously that are growing under very specific conditions correct yeah, yeah. And that was one of the hard things about starting yeah. this too. Like we had, you know, people from a business perspective have asked us, you know, how you guys don't have experience with manufacturing, with brand building, with uh, consumer packaged goods, any of these things. How did you do this? And um, particularly in this category, and it's was just I, I always say a lot of really bad conversations until <laughs> we have good ones. I don't know if you want to touch on that. No, but I was yeah. just going to say I think you know from the beginning that's one thing. Um, we never sacrifice on or we never settle or, you know, we just kind of get 60% of the way there. Uh, the quality of the CBD is something that we're constantly, you know, always looking to improve both the purity of it, the testing. Um, we really are trying, we're, we're constantly improving all areas of the aspect of the, the actual ingredients that go into our products. Um, and, and to some extent, you know, maybe even creating more stricter standards just for ourselves to follow in terms of testing and all these different things. So, um, you know, it's not not just a matter of, you know, finding a manufacturing partner, putting a label on it, putting some product out there. We obviously spend a lot of time on the branding and building a beautiful brand. But, you know, just as important, if not more important, you know, the quality and the efficacy of our products. You know, we work with so many great athletes and professional athletes and other people of other professions where they get drug tested and are obviously just need to be performing well and they trust our products. So we really, really, really spend a lot of time and money into getting the best that we can. And that's, and that's a good point too, to Matt. It's not all CBD is created equal either in the market. So, um, there's all, I don't know if now's the time and place to get into it, but there's all sorts of different types of CBD and how it's grown, where it's sourced. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little bit dead. I'd love to get a little, yeah. I'd love to have you explain like so kind of some of the benefits. Can, that. I always use this analogy of, of orange juice. Uh, Matt's laughing because this is the, the one that I've settled on, uh, most recently, but so you have, we have three main types, we'll say, um, and you know these can be argued to some degree in various forms. But CBD isolate, broad spectrum, and full spectrum. CBD isolate is just think of it like orange juice without the pulp, no rinds, no pits, just pure orange juice, just CBD, nothing else in it. Broad spectrum has some other cannabinoids in there, um, but not the, t- the cannabinoid THC. So think of it almost like. Uh, Orange juice with a little bit of pulp, um, but not the full red, the full rinds and pits. Uh, full spectrum would be whole plant, the THC, um, all the other cannabinoids, and I'll think of that almost like the uh, like the orange juice with all the pulps around the pits, everything like that. Like I said, um, we're in the broad spectrum category, and we can get we probably shouldn't get into the nitty gritty as to what's actually in the oil in terms of the cannabinoid profile, but um, it's pretty widely known and accepted that full spectrum and broad spectrum are the most efficacious oils in the market. And then um, from there, it's, you know, whether or not you want to have any THC in, in the product. And for us, it was obviously one of our core values, like I mentioned, not to have THC. Um, so those are the three main types. Beam is a, is a broad spectrum oil with a full cannabinoid profile minus THC. And then there's full spectrum for those that, that want THC in the product. And, and that's a whole, that's, that's like I said, like we said earlier, that's a whole different conversation. Now right. with your product, can people order it across state lines or are you regulated state by state? Can you only produce it in Massachusetts? No, we, we shipped all to every state, all 50 states. Yep. All right, cool. What's your, what, how do how would people get more information? And do you guys offer, do you guys offer any, um, any, any samples or anything uh, for your website? 
Yeah, we our website is beam b e a m t l c like tenderlovecare.com. Um, as you should say, no THC, just TLC. And so it's beamtlc.com. And then also just our Instagram is just at beam, um, which is also easy to look up and see your website. And then through March, we're in, we have a retail spot in Soho in Manhattan, or actually Nolita. And also we have a retail store in Austin, Texas as well. How'd you, how'd you end up on a retail store in Austin? What about, what about that market? So I have an affinity for Austin. I, I spent about three, four years there after we stopped, I stopped playing baseball um, with my wife and just loved the city. And it was, there's, there, there really wasn't much calculus into it other than the fact that it's a very active city and we thought it would fit our demographic and it's been a, it's been a great spot for us. And what's been to real quick to finish up with a question about marketing and, and building a brand, what's been the biggest learning experience for you guys? I mean, obviously you, you don't really have this in the background and I didn't ask you like what your education was in college, but what have you, what's been the biggest like learning that, you know, when trying to build a brand, I mean, cause it's not just about, it's not about the product, right? You're trying to have a brand presence so that people have an automatic recognition of what beam is. What's been your biggest, you know, biggest learning opportunity there. I'll go first because mine will be shorter than you can go. It's everything is much more time and capital intensive than you think. I would say <laughs> that's very true. Um, I think just the the couple of insights that we've learned and we've realized, and um, we went in with this mindset. But I would say two things: is one, people do judge a book by its cover, especially in such a space like this where there's so many options. It's it's an emerging market. Um, you know, whether they walk into our pop up store, they land on our Instagram page, they go to our website. It's so important to impute the values of the brand and to have the aesthetic down. We, whether it be working with athletes and partners, we hear so often that, you know, everybody's getting hit up by a new CBD company every single day or multiple a day. And some people just don't even entertain the, the opportunity because of, you know, the aesthetic of the brand. And so you know, we always, we knew that was going to be really important that, you know, people really do make their first impression just based on how something looks. So labeling, packaging, colors, all that's really important. And then it's always just people, um, you know, everything is just emotion driven. And so just understanding what are the needs of people and speaking to the emotions of people, their pain points, how do you humanize things and, and speak things in their terms? You know, not talking about cannabinoids and endocannabinoid system, but how do you simplify those things so it's easy to understand and grasp um, and just talk to people based on, you know, on the emotional standpoint versus just saying, hey, you know, we use this, you know, some people want to know these details, but not everybody wants to know about specific extraction methods and type of equipment and every ingredient where it's sourced and the, you know, where the labels are made and why this spec is better than that spec. It's really, um, you know, connecting and communicating things really the way that people naturally just connect and communicate to things, usually driven through emotions, if that makes sense. Well, no, totally. I mean, everybody, I mean, one of the things your product does, and, and from my experience, CBD helps alleviate physical pain. And so if you can really connect with people on their pain points, you know, quite literally, you're helping them solve a problem. And I don't know if you guys realize this, but but IDEA is a health and fitness association or association of, of fitness professionals, and they have a big trade show every year. And I would say that probably 15 to 20% of their trade show last year were CBD products, you know, so wow. it's really starting to hit the fitness industry in a much, wow. and I've seen uh, 24 hour fitness, I think has, will sell CBD, sells like the, the CBD products in their in their facilities now so it really is starting to become much more of a widely widely accepted uh treatment for for kind of the pain and discomfort absolutely i think we're still kind of in this category where people are learning about it but over the next couple of years this stuff is going to be you know high quality cbd is going to be the equivalent of taking 
probably more profound, but in the eyes of the public, I would say, you know, um, like the equivalent of taking a fish oil or collagen protein. Exactly. That's exa- and that's exactly why I wanted to you know, have this conversation with you guys. Well, Matt Lombardi and, and Kevin Moran with Beam, and I really, I, guys, I really appreciate your time and, and the opportunity to learn a little bit more about what CBD is and how it can benefit us. Yeah, thanks so much. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having us. This was great. Yeah, that was a fun conversation. It's funny, as we're talking, you know, our paths may have crossed. I lived in Boston between 2006 and 2008. I lived in the Back Bay, and I worked on the east side. I have to think about that. Yeah, I worked on the east side of the Boston Common for the Sports Club LA, one of the high end. It was bought by Equinox a number of years ago. And I love, there's some things I loved about Boston. The winter was not one of them. The 20 months of winter every year. Uh, what's the famous saying in New England? You have four seasons, winter, 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 and pothole. And yeah, after being t- in Boston for two years, nothing could be more accurate. Great people, though. Great, you know, I, one of my f- most rewarding experiences of my life was playing rugby with the Boston Irish Wolfhounds. Those just wonderful guys. Great group, great club, great, great atmosphere. Now, keep in mind, before I finish the wrap-up, if you want to support the podcast, a couple different ways you can do that. You can take the Glute Reboot Workshop with Abby Apple and myself on Tuesday, July 7th. There'll be a link down below in the show notes. If you want to learn more about exercise, if you want to learn how to design your own exercise programs using only one piece of equipment, I wrote a great book called Smarter Workouts. There'll be a link down below in the show notes. It teaches you everything you need to know. I've been teaching personal trainers for my career, and I can teach you how to design workout programs that will work for your needs. I have a couple other programs that are available. I have workout programs, a little bit less than $20. You can get a dumbbell workout program. You can get a kettlebell workout program. You can get a functional training program. I have an ebook called Dynamic Anatomy, a little bit less than $15. It teaches you everything you need to know about some of the most important muscles in your body and how to exercise them. If you want to support the podcast, that's how you can do it. This was a fun conversation. I mean, I really like, I love the story of how people develop products, of how people develop companies, and these guys just saw a need. They saw a need out there, and the laws change, things change. And I want to say up front, I know that CBD is different than THC. I know it's different. And I just, I want to be clear about that because, you know, there's maybe a little confusion in there. But I just think that I see here in California that more and more of my peers, people my age, are using less alcohol and using more THC, whether they're smoking a joint or having a gummy instead of drinking a glass of alcohol. Hey, it's all good, right? I mean, we all remember those parties in high school. All the fights were started by the drunk jocks, myself included, maybe one or two times, allegedly. Uh, All the fights were started by the drunk jocks. There are never any fights or never any problems caused by the stoners in back who are just laughing around passing a pipe. So when you look at it, you know, as the laws change, and one of the things I heard, one of the results that might happen as a result of COVID and states haven't been re- receiving much tax income is that more states might be looking to legalize marijuana and gambling to try to collect the tax revenue. So we're going to see this stuff change. Anyway, what I wanted to do is I wanted to get somebody from a CBD company on here. Their PR person had reached out to me and pitched the interview, and I thought it was a great opportunity. I learned a little bit more about CBD. I learned about the benefits of CBD products, and I wanted you to learn about the benefits of CBD and how it could possibly help your recovery and your, your commitment to stay fit, right? We want to stay fit as we get older. We want to work hard. We don't want to let our age slow us down. And CBD could let us train a little bit harder, could let us push a little bit harder. But remember, you always want to listen to your body. and don't. You know, it's one thing to be a little bit sore from a workout, but if you're in pain, stop. If you're in pain, rest for a day or two. 
take it easy. Pain is a signal that something's gone wrong. Soreness means that you can, you've done work, more work than you're used to. But pain means that something's gone wrong. So if your body is screaming at you that it's in pain, please, please, please listen to it. Check these guys out. They have a great story. They have, I you know, haven't received my samples yet. Hint, hint, fellas. Uh, no, uh, and I'll, I'll joke. I'm just joking about that. I don't expect anything from having a guest on. But check out BMTLC. Find out if it might work for you. Do a little bit of research on CBD. It might be a better alternative. If you've been taking over-the-counter stuff like ibuprofen and acetaminophen, CBD might be a better, healthier, safer alternative for that. If you want to reach out to me, you can do that, Pete, at PeteMcCallFitness.com. If you go to my website, you can sign up for my you can sign up for my mailing list. I'll send you a free chapter for my book, Smarter Workouts, along with a bodyweight workout that you can do anywhere you can take your body. With that, uh, PeteMcCallFitness.com. You can find me on the gram, Pete McCall underscore fitness. That's Pete McCall underscore fitness on the Instagram. And as always, thanks for stopping by. I look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.